It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome! To the shutdown forecast. Oh, it has begun. 40 for 40. Every single bowl previewed by the shutdown forecast crew just in time for bowl season. Are we going to stay on top of these? Barely. Are we going to give you the in-depth knowledge that you need to know to appreciate every single bowl matchup? No. No. Yes. Oh. Yes. Absolutely. Not. Maybe. We'll meet you halfway is what we're saying. We'll talk about each one of these absolutely as long as they deserve. That is the rule with 40 for 40. Um, if a bowl game deserves uh, 15 seconds, we'll give it 15 seconds. If you disagree with our choices, you can write to Bill Connolly mm-hmm. at SB Nation. That is my email. Um, however, this year we are doing it slightly differently. We're not releasing each bowl as its own episode. We're going to do those. We're going to do them in chunks. And you're going to eat them in chunks like... Uh, some sort of sad omelet from your your uncle who has no idea what he's doing, and there's not even eggs in this. A so why is it an omelet? omelet? Yeah. Like, chunky yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. What's that podcast? You're gonna eat this in delicious chunks, like the hungry dogs that you are. Suck hey these boy, grab yourself chunks. a chunk of omelet. <laughs> I just made some fresh omelet. Get you a chunk. First chunk, the New Mexico Bowl, featuring. Oh, we got to stop calling it chunks. North Texas versus <laughs> Utah State. I have an important announcement before we get going. Based on what I can tell, this game is no longer the Gildan New Mexico Bowl. No! So yeah, yeah is, I know. Wait, are the trophies still made from pottery and leather shields? The trophies are still authentic um, local native pottery and shields, I believe. Leather I shields. Can't believe we got through this we got through the entire tenure of the gildan bowl without 
me dropping my singer songwriter track. She wants that Gildan dick. Well, you, you could, did. you know what? That spot with that mm. song could be a sponsor of this bowl game, from what I can see, because leading bowl sponsors on the now brandless New Mexico the bowl. First podcast of these, and we are already resorting to just reading off the bowl website. No, I was just saying my favorite sponsor on this. If you know, we could get there. Ninety-five point nine FM and six ten AM. What is the name of this sports station? Guess. Don't look. One thousand percent. It's a sports animal. The chunk. <laughs> the, ch- the chunky omelet. Um, the crowd. Holly is correct. It's the sports animal. Oh, I was just saying it's a generic animal. <laughs> no, it is the sports know. animal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was saying it's it's a sports. That animal. would be the best branding if you messed up all the like if you messed up all the stationery and put ninety five point nine FM at six ten AM. A sports animal. The sports marmot. <laughs> the sports here he comes he's moving slowly but he'll get there he loves sports the sports tardigrade <laughs> he Put can't be space. killed he can't be killed and he loves sports our takes can survive absolute zero that's how hot they are we don't need oxygen yeah. sports tardigrade this is uh the sports tardigrade is telling you that the two teams involved in this are surprisingly good these are surprisingly good teams it's a good game yeah no it's a great kickoff this is like the best possible kickoff to bowl season considering it's going to be you know like non-conference champs and all that this is a great kickoff utah state also um, also everyone's losing their head coaches i believe uh isn't north Mm -hmm. texas is seth latrell going anywhere seth latrell is of as of recording, he's in the running for Kansas State. Okay, we'll see how that turns out okay. by the time people hear this in several days. But okay, Matt Matt Wells is leaving to go to Texas Tech. Um, the interim the interim coach Frank. I'm going to assume this name is Miley, uh, and his wife have three sons: Maximus, Samson, and Titan. They also have a daughter. Her name Cecilia. I promise you. Cecilia is the one you don't want to fuck with. I promise you. Cecilia is the meanest. Can I Can I follow up to this story with a set of three sisters in a school my friend teaches at? Yes. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to spot the Hellraiser among these three sisters. Okay. Annie, Sarah, DeLorean. I'm going with Sarah. You'd be, you'd think so, but you'd be wrong. It's Annie. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Cecilia. They end up marrying two of the Muhan brothers. Next, Cecilia up has definitely bullied Samson. And no, we're not. <laughs> Get back on track, goddammit. That was a good game. We should talk about this. Next yeah. up. Next up is the Las Vegas Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's on tilt. That was the oh, no. <laughs> We Jason's already done. No, come come on. Nah, you can uh, do this. You can talk about the New Mexico Bowl. This is why I want to okay, do discreet I'm podcast. Moseying back to the New Mexico. Um, this, according to Wikipedia, this game is the only annually nationally televised sporting event in the state of New Mexico. The whole state. This represents you. Don't fuck it up, North Texas and Utah State. Because we don't see New Mexico the rest of the year. We don't know what happens there. We don't know if they're living in squalor. We watch this game, 
and we hope that they're fine. We don't know. I mean, you, you, you forget, by the way, New Mexico has more elk than people. There's like 83 you and, you people and the in New animals. Mexico total. You and the animals. We're not going to get you. No, we're not doing this. You, you don't sure know what animals are. Are Excuse you me. sure it isn't a large dog? Excuse me. I am quoting Hal Mummy here who would know because <laughs> I think he went like 8 and 73 at New Mexico State. Right. I think he was trying to find a way for football to be played by elk so that New Mexico State could have an advantage. He never, he, he's brilliant, but he never figured out a way to make that happen. Um. I we do I did find out doing a little background research for this game that North Texas in a weird way and SMU are the reasons why we have Hayden Fry and in turn um Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. Go on. So <clears throat> um Hayden Fry gets hired at the as the coach and the AD at North Texas uh, before the 1973 season. At the time, they were thinking about dropping down a division in football or maybe not even having a team. Um, but he got them a share of the, at the time they were in the Missouri Valley Conference, he got them a share of that title. They decided to leave the conference because they wanted to find a more football-oriented conference, something more local. They were trying to get into the the Southwest Conference. Like the Puritans. Correct. This did not work, and North Texas spent a shit ton of money in the process trying to get into uh, the Southwest Conference, mostly being blocked at every possible turn by SMU, where Hayden Fry had coached previously. Do Does anybody know why he left? I do not. Because, debts. because he clashed with boosters who wanted to start a slush fund, and Hayden Fry thought that was a bad idea. Whoops. Um, <laughs> so, so he goes to North Texas, and he's, he, he's extremely good at North Texas. They... Uh, they go 10 and 1 in 1977 and 9 and 2 in 1978. But this, at this point in college football history, does not get you a bowl invitation. That's right. You could go 10 and 1 and not make a bowl game. Man, uh, so, 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 so Hayden Fry decides well, uh, the Mean Green are never going to make it into a. Um, into a bigger conference that suits their sort of football needs. And he did not want to keep being athletic director because it turned out that sucked as well. So even though he had never been to Iowa, that's the job he ends up taking next. All because Texas is full of uh, cheaters and incredibly spiteful people. Wait, so Hayden Fry was a real person? Yes. I thought that was who Craig T. Nelson played on coach. It can be both. Carry on. Yeah. Hayden Fry, by the way, the coach at Iowa, who also said when he was asked how a guy got the starting job, this linebacker who was an extremely Viking looking dude, uh, very well built. Hayden goes, well, I like the way he looked coming out of the shower. So I gave him the job. Every reporter going. (laughs) (laughs) Yowza. Yeah, that and that and by the way, like just to give you an idea of where North Texas has come from this in 2015, they're one and eleven. Yeah. Yeah, that's this yeah. is Seth Luttrell's done an amazing job there. And Utah State Utah State 
not the easiest place to win. They uh, they they took a bit of a dive after Gary Anderson left, right? They did, they did. Although they were, it, it they took were. A, it took a few years. Yeah. They were, they were like ten win for another couple of years, and then they had a bunch of QB luck, bad QB luck, and uh, lost a ton of close games. So like they've been, they've they've been pretty good for the last five years. The record just hasn't reflected. Okay, fair. Yeah. So yeah, a lovely, a lovely little bowl game in a lovely place, Albuquerque. You know where the stands will be filled with elk. Really engaged, entertained elk. But all the t-shirt money dried up. <laughs> okay, now. Oh, speaking of dried up, I almost forgot my favorite New Mexico Bowl fact. Hmm. Which was the year it blizzarded in Albuquerque, and they had to bring in helicopters to dry the field. And then when they dried the field off, they discovered all the grass had frozen and died, so they spray-painted it green. Oh, it's St. Patty's Day in December. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Anyway, carry on. Oh, Dad screwed up Mother's Day breakfast. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll just spray paint these pancakes. <laughs> Cure Bowl! Cure Bowl! Cure Bowl! Uh, this, this one is real, real Louisiana scrum, scrum diddly umptious squabble. What's, what says Louisiana more than Orlando? <laughs> Tulane and I can never remember what are we supposed to call them at this point they're very particular about you're just making one person mad okay. you, oh. you can either call the name of the university is it it is acceptable to call it UL Lafayette the name of the right. sports team they want you to call them Louisiana if you do that then LSU fans will kill you alright so I'm going to call them Lulaf also just call them the Raging Cajuns which is a great yeah name. that's the easiest thing to do I'm going to call this is Tulane versus Lulaf and that's what I'm going to go with. Oh, this is God. the closest thing FBS has to uh, uh, Washington, D.C.'s NFL football franchise, where you have to say the name in this whole weird way. The, La- the Los Angeles like, the Los Angeles Lafayette Angels of Raging Anaheim. The Lafayette Angels of, La- of Lafayette. Of Rangels. Rangels. I, I mean, if I wanted to appease LSU fans, wouldn't I ask Texas A&M fans? Because they own them now. Oh, my God. Wow. Spencer can be reached at Bud Elliott at Bud Elliott at No, don't do that. Com. Bud will fight those people. That's not a good idea. That's a great idea for me. Oh, well, he's Bud a Florida fan. How'd you do against Florida this year, LSU? Yeah, about that. <laughs> you you want to hear some fan. real Florida shit about Orlando? You just call Bud a Florida fan? I think Bud will just be like, hey, and M fans, yeah, I blocked all them during the Jimbo thing. Yeah. I you know, fans, yeah, they're, they're buy they're buy high, sell low, idiots. I got no time for them. Man, our our attempt to shell everybody but Godfrey with our own strays is going to get us killed so much faster than like a solid year of shelling only Godfrey. God, I hope so. That's fine. Um, hey, do you know what Orlando's original name was? What Jernigan? <laughs> it really is the Pittsburgh of Florida. Jernigan. Like Timmy, like Timmy yes, Jernigan. Yes, like Timmy Jernigan. It was named after the first two permanent settlers, Isaac and Aaron Jernigan. Um now the, the here's the AKA twist. Idiots. <laughs> you know what kind of idiots you have to be to hit that spot of land and go, looks fine to me. <laughs> also, what a bad idea to name the town after yourself, because now you can't have any conversation without it just going who's on first in a fucking <laughs> yeah, half or, second. Or what abject failure patch is this? Why is it named after me? 
don't worry, it gets better. Um, so it's obviously not named Jernigan anymore, but nobody can really say uh, exactly why the, it's called Orlando. There are a few theories. Um, one, the, the neatest and simplest of them is that it's just named after the Shakespearean character from As You Like It. But there are multiple other options that basically all involve a man named Orlando, either has his first or last name, dying and being buried in this area. This is my favorite of those multiple dead man leads to town name stories. So it's named after a groundwater toxin. You're you are yes. Yeah. Here it goes. A man named Mr. Orlando was passing by on his way to Tampa with a herd of ox. He got sick and died. The locals buried him and folks would refer to the place as there lies Orlando. That's wow. no, you know what? That's no dumber than another Florida town named Howie in the Hills. Is which, that where Hungry Howie's comes from? I really hope so. In addition, there's no hills there, and I just imagine it as like a really, really. They named it that because there was a really huge dude named Howie who lived in a pile, several piles of garbage there. No, see, I think they named it that way to to uh, throw the cops off immediately. Where do you live, <laughs> Howie in the Hills? Well, it can't be there. There's no hills there. Oh, he got away. Perfect Florida mastermind. 11 foot tall moron living in piles of garbage. Yeah, I call it Howie in the Hills. Someday he'll start a pizza chain. I don't know if this game will be good, but it will happen. Mm -hmm. It'll definitely happen. Although I will also say this. Brian, ESPN Events needs to hire you out for bowl season. (laughs) Even better, this is a CBSSN game. Oh, so you know me. it'll be great. Will they play the CBS theme that gets me all geeked for the SEC and then cut to this? <laughs> it's medicine! <laughs> Welcome to Orlando's fourth more most important bowl game. <laughs> the state see- of Louisiana's fifth and third best football teams. Why are they showing all these old Auburn highlights during this opening? Hey, we just didn't want to pay for new ones. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what is What does Bill have to say about this game? Uh, so the Raging Cajuns are underdogs, but Bill's numbers favor them. So anybody looking for a for a hot bet, the Cajuns are your team. Anybody who's given up on uh, their spiritual well-being, go ahead and bet American dollars on this amateur sporting event taking place to benefit a breast cancer research fund. Hey, hey. This is, no, this is well, I'm going to donate all my winnings. We forget this is not uh, this is not the pink terry cloth wristband brigade. Th- this, this is, is the good one, right? This yeah. is the breast cancer research fund, I think. Yeah, this is BCRF, uh, which uh, donates a much higher percentage of their uh, of their income to charity, actual charitable funds, and less to uh, overhead and whatnot. Um, there, anyway, if you're if you're going with breast cancer as a uh, as a charity arm, they are the good one to pick. So on that score, we cannot make super much fun. If you bet on this game and you win, you have to. You are promising by listening to these words. You are promising to donate twenty percent of those winnings to BCRF. Yes, you're promising. Please. That's fair. Or or Bill Kim. will find you and Bill's mean. Oh, Bill's. Oh. Bill doesn't get credit for being as mean as he is. Bill's bigger than Howie. See, you can go the day. You can go a couple days before. Place a wager on the Cure Bowl. 
as a perfectly respectable adult thing to do because you're standing where? On the streets of Las Vegas. The scene of the Las Vegas Bowl. I don't get it. Segway! Are you you saying we're going back to the New Mexico Bowl preview? Yep, Yep, we are. Yep, that's exactly what I'm saying. This never happened when we actually did 40 podcasts, y'all quitters. The Vegas Bowl! Are we really going to try and do transitions for all these? No, no I'm just. They're going to be. They're all okay. going to be as ham-fisted and stupid as that one was. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna... So now, not only are we not doing forty podcasts, we're not even doing like forty discrete chunks. The, you can taste the chunks in this. Yeah, I thought you said you didn't ourselves? like the word chunk. Can that be our squad name? The discrete chunks of the shutdown forecast. That'll be our posse on Red Dead. We're the discrete chunks. What's Red Dead? <laughs> um. The Las Vegas Bowl features my favorite storyline from the year 2018, not involving Texas and A&M, uh, Texas A&M and LSU fighting on the field. Um, it features the success, the success story, the future of coaching as we know it, the man who solved, the man who saw the Matrix and read it beautifully. That would be Arizona State's seven and five wonder, Herm Edwards. The man who took a seven and five team and made it a seven and five team. You know this means we get Herm photographed with showgirls now, oh, and Jesus. a sombrero, right? I don't approve oh, no, of any of this. No, <laughs> Why no, are we doing this? Bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be it. This isn't football. Like he's so NFL. They're like, you're opposed with these dancing girls. They don't. That's against office protocol. We can't have them in here. Uh, and on the other side, Jeff Tedford. <laughs> wow, we are. <laughs> you know, I was looking at uh, Fresno's roster during the um, the Mountain West title game, which was played in snow in Idaho, because I'm like, these fellows from California. And they have, you know, lots of players from Texas, lots from Florida, but they have a lot of players from Canada. And then I think it's like five players from Canada. Wait, Canada. And then I realized why. Jeff Tedford's CFL career. That man set up pipelines in Canada. He's the only one. He's cornered the Canada market. That's right. Uh, BC Lions legend, Jeff Tedford. Holy crap. So like that entire time away from college football was just laying pipelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, well, and he, he'd already up. been there before. He was. He was. He was uh, refreshing the roots. He because he was. Um, he was. Co- he was a what a position coach when Dilfer was playing there. I believe he played up there too. He played for. Oh. Oh. Whew, okay. I, I'm not gonna look at the wiki to confirm that. Oh yeah, he did. He played. Uh, he played for fucking four different CFL teams. See, just storming, storming the. Storming the Canadian. Let's call him Sabretooth. That's he's no longer Jeff. He's Sabretooth Tedford. <laughs> he went up there and he only had one foe: the immortal Herm Edwards. <laughs> Jeff Tedford and his adamantium bones. <laughs> they made us in the same lab, Herm. What lab? I love dogs. <laughs> Reindeer, whatever. I wasn't born out of a dog, though. That's not true. The Fresno State Bulldogs really, like, just, this is an astonishing turnaround. Like, an amazing, like, I, it did, like, no snark, nothing. This I, don't is just, I don't think it's that astonishing, honestly. You don't think I'm it's, not, no, I'm not saying it's not a great accomplishment. I'm saying I'm not surprised. I'm doing that asshole internet thing where I say, where I say that I thought this was going to be 
like a bang up season for them. They have I certainly mean, shown the capability to do something like this not that long ago. So, well, they were it's they were really good last year. It was the year before that that everything was complete shit. Right. See, and I I like Tedford, man. I like I like Tedford as a coach. I I'm a mark for the ones who are always like trying to out genius themselves uh, and end up dick tripping in spectacular fashion. Uh, and now he's in Fresno. Good for him. I mean, look at how good Cal has been since he left, <clears throat> or not. <laughs> good have they been and that in order to get cal back to anything like prominence like <laughs> they had to reduce them to the caveman of the pack 12 10 9 good no jeff ted i would like to congrat- congratulate the las vegas bowl on picking these are probably the two teams that have the most uh, resident alums in Las Vegas, right? Arizona State and Fresno State, like oh, absolutely. These they probably have satellite campuses in Las Vegas at this point. There is something. There is something that I think deeply unfair about the setup of this bowl. Yeah, the Pac-12 team gets to stay at Mandalay Bay. Where does the Where does the Mountain West team stay? Well, I'll get to that. Oof. Mandalay Bay <laughs> circus nice. circus. It's real nice, right? Like it's it's a nice sure. It's, it's, a, it's fine. It's, yeah, it's, it's, stout. it's older, but it's nice. Yeah, yeah. No, right. I mean it's it's going to be the kind of just time like, like just like Herm Edwards. Older, yeah. It's the Herm Edwards of resorts. However, for the newer, jankier experience. Yeah, well, the Mountain West. Now, mind you, seven to five in the Pac-12 gets you Mandalay Bay. Yeah, winning the entire Mountain West gets you the Hard Rock, uh, yes. which uh, honestly smells like a Waffle House ashtray counterpoint five dollar blackjack no magic mike is in the building oh that's which <laughs> that's that's which means that's certainly what possibly, jeff tedford's gonna be excited about get jeff tedford crouton from <laughs> from the bartending staff at the magic mike show. that'd be true because he's like that guy's got great agility hey <laughs> listen you. you know great coaches have spotted talent from the showers and this is basically that so that's fine. Hey, could you uh, could you just do a couple of vertical jumps for me? <laughs> Jeff Tedford going up to a dude in a speedo like you. You ain't from Canada by chance, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who's asking? I knew it. <gasps> I spot you from across the room. I hope they take everyone to see it, though. It's a spectacular show. Yeah, he's a JUCO transfer from Magic Mike Community College. <laughs> this is how I know, by the way. Like, if Alabama ever made this, this wouldn't happen, right? Because Nick Saban would be like, "It's too far away from the stadium. We need a better. We need better right. accommodations." Right. It would be like, it would be like Alabama would be staying at the Win, right? And the Nothing other team on the Strip is anywhere near the stadium. And then Alec, like, and then the other team would be staying at like Circus Circus. That's how bad it would get. Of course, right. the Tide would be staying at the Win because that's all they do. Woo! Oh boy, maybe Stratosphere too. Maybe Stratosphere. <laughs> Speaking of not returning donations. How many how many things would we have to unwind in college football to get to a point where it's Alabama and not Arizona State playing in the Las Vegas Bowl? Like that's we've fucked with the timeline aggressively to get to that point. Uh, we can make it happen. Is this is this an ESPN events bowl? I don't believe it is. Um, the Las is Vegas it Bowl sponsored by that lube company. That's no, it is. It is not people. sponsored. It is. It is an ESPN events bowl, which means. But- all things are now possible because all the all the it's now sponsored by Mitsubishi Motors. Interesting. Yeah, Which... like no, nobody noticed that happening. It just sort of they snuck that Wait, one in. Like but all Mitsubishi the ESPN events bowls, maker, or is there just some auto body shop that's called Mitsubishi Motors? <laughs> <laughs> Mitsubishi. 
It's my boy. He'll fix it's, you it's up. It's Trent Mitsubishi. Specifically the motors, not Mitsubishi right, right. wheels We don't do brakes. Doors, no. Steering yeah. wheels, seats, none of that. Just motors. I yeah, would, all, all the ESPN events bowls, you, you discover on Selection Sunday that they're all essentially interchangeable. Like you look up like, wait, wait, how, how? why is that team in a Sunbelt Bowl? Well, the, the the TV boss man decided they are now. So if you can find, if Bama falls down to a ESPN owned SEC bowl, hey man, all bets are off. Or actually they're on because we're in Las Vegas. Last year, Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreet did this bowl. What the, f- like, they this, this bowl consistently gets a top level crew. Gosh, I wonder why. <laughs> it's, on, it's on ABC this year. I think they like to sell it as like the spotlight game of the first day of bowl season. Right. Yeah. Right. Also, that's it's... trade. That's trading time off, right? I'm like, okay, listen, I'll go out and I'll do the Vegas Bowl, but you got to give me three days off in the middle of like a busy season. I'm glad that they moved this bowl. Uh, I think this bowl used to be a little bit later because the last time I covered it led me to the saddest experience I've ever had in an airport, which is the Las Vegas airport on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, as recently as Good as God. as recently as 2012, this game took place on December 22nd. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh no, wait. Then I must what's that? What's that airport the... situation like? Yeah, yeah. McCarran? What? McCarran Airport? No, no. On on Christmas Eve. Oh, it's God. it's so quiet, man. It's so quiet and nobody's making eye contact. It's it's real bad. Imagine the scene in Home Alone where Kevin and his mother are reunited. Now do the invert of that. Just yeah. flip that. Like everyone, I imagine everyone is just fully aware of their of their of... aloneness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for Herm. <laughs> Hey everybody! You know, you know Just the opening through. of the the opening of the Love Actually movie where the I keep calling him Hugh Jackman. That'd be a much better movie where Hugh Grant is talking about like the arrivals gate at the airport and watching people like smile and hug and run. Yeah, yeah the yeah. the antithesis of that. This is this is baggage claim when your suitcase isn't coming. This is emotional baggage claim, my man. <laughs> Oof. It's all damaged. Somebody, I'll take it anyway. Whatever. Somebody strikes big on like the slots at the airport on Christmas Eve, and kind of like yeah, I can't yeah. Really the the like Christmas this. Eve Las Vegas to Nashville flight is something I never want to do again. <sighs> Jesus, man, this is getting sadder. I feel like Godfrey <laughs> was Godfrey the pilot for that. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man, the- and I had just watched Dennis Erickson cry. Man, that was a hard year. Man, I think like a really evil Christoph Waltz is the pilot for that. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> welcome Hello. to hell. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just let it go. Voice just, just let it slide. It'll go into eternity. No one will ever remember it. It's all sweet with you. <laughs> yeah, Cassio dog. It's time to talk about the Camellia Bowl. <laughs> Cassio dog. Uh, do um, it came upon a midnight clear. Go. I'm not it your performing like you reindeer. The yes, you are. Casio dog. It came upon a midnight clear. <laughs> Casio dog. Bad. No, no. And plus, do I'm, it. No, I'm not going to do, do that. That's a lame Christmas Spencer, song. Spencer, Spencer, Spencer. Do Casio reindeer. Oh man, I just thought about that for a second, and it made my throat hurt. Casio dog. Oh, Tannenbaum. Go. 
Good Casio dog, good. And then you got to hit the fart button from the sample. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got nothing to say about the Camellia Bowl whatsoever. Nothing, no, man. That's, that's, a, that's a great well, thing. Let's go. It's man, it it's sounds Ray like calm. <laughs> It sounds like chameleon bowl, yeah, yeah, and that's what Spencer is. Yep. He can adapt to any situation and as long as it's Casio dog. As long as it's Casio dog. Okay, moving on. Woo! Uh, uh, you can bet on Georgia Southern if you want. Next, the New Orleans Bowl. Um, App State versus MTSU. Be a real interesting game. Scott Satterfield hadn't just taken the Louisville job. I think I think it's still. I think it's still gonna. Sorry, exactly what Ryan was. Saying. Yeah, no, it's still it's still got enough interest going for it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll Franklin it'll still Orleans, give you about thirty seven points. Plus, the New Orleans Bowl consistently is the bowl where you're like, well, uh, I guess I can ignore it at halftime because one team's up by twenty, and then you turn it back and you're like, the other team's up by twenty. What the fuck just happened? Also, for the second or third year in a row, they have moved this game from the incredibly problematic 11 a.m. local to the equally but opposite problematic 9 p.m. local. I think, yeah, but that's the, the that's the that's the easier problem to deal with for sure. It's 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 the worse and therefore better of two evils. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I'm not disparaging it at all. This can be great. I enjoyed the decline at one point. This bowl game had the Raging Cajuns in it like three years in a row. It was great. And year one, they were real, real, real hype about it, right? Like, wow, we're in a bowl game. It'd be awesome. Year three, they're like, (sighs) they figured they did the good place thing where they figured out. They're like, oh, we're in hell. This is all. This is the only place we can go. (laughs) We can't go to any other bowl ever. We're just here like Pitt in the Birmingham Bowl five years running. Or however long that was. What game is Pitt in this year? Let's go to that one. The Sun Bowl. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, get to the Sun Bowl there? later. Don't worry about that. Of course, Pitt is in. A, hey, Pitt, Pitt is in way Pitt too news. good of a You're game to be Birmingham discussed this Bowl. early. Yeah, you did it. I'm I'm proud of you, and you did a good job. Scott Schaefer coaches on Middle Tennessee State. Did we know this? Oh, I did not. I'm kind of. There's like, I mean. Rick Stockstill has wow, a real. He's down, be- he, he's down here with the rest of us. <laughs> Between Scott Schaefer and Tony Franklin, Rick Stockstill has really assembled like a oh, just one more job, just oh, just want to retire. <laughs> I will not hear Tony bank. Franklin put in the no, same man. category with Scott fucking Schaefer. Yeah, you can't you can't slander you can't slander T Frank like yeah, that. No, okay. What do those two talk about? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they don't. Prob- they probably continually rotate through new topics that they each have one sentence conversations about, right? Like Tony Franklin's like, hey, you ever had like a vegetarian Friday? Scott Schaefer's like, fuck you. Okay, next subject. <laughs> They've found like two things they can agree on yeah. for one minute. We like, f- we like football. Okay, cool. Or like they have the same coffee order at Denny's, which is coffee. Yeah, we both like football and the films of Eisenstein. It's crazy. And Rick Stockstill, our golden god. <laughs> love love him so much. Scott Schaefer can't read. That's the only difference between them. Is Rick Stockstill, like, what, the fifth like most longest tenured coach in FBS at this point? 
He's got to be up there. That sounds right. He's he's been there since what? This is his twelfth or thirteenth year or something. Yeah, and I would also Dean of Murfreesboro. Yeah, man, that's grim. Now that I said it out loud, it's fine. I would also point out the other fantastic like fact about MTSU that that Brent Stockstill, Brent Mm -hmm. Brent Brent Stockstill. I believe was in the top three in active passing this who's, year. Who's Brent Stockstill, Spencer? <laughs> uh, that would be uh, that would be the son of the coach. Interesting. Who's also the quarterback? Who was born in 1994? Huh. I'll let you, I'll let Cassio you. dog, slow encroaching march of death. Cassio <laughs> dog, dance macabre. Yeah. He's, no, seriously, do dance with no, yeah, I'll have to remember the melody, okay? <laughs> Take me a minute. Oh, yeah, this was this was of course Brent Stockstill, who uh who the quarterback who had the easy schedule this year. Uh I believe ballroom dancing was actually He was taking teaching water safety, coaching and umpiring baseball, <laughs> an athletic training class, and water aerobics. So his major was camp counselor. <laughs> 